Welcome back to another episode of the World's Best Fantasy Football Podcast, Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, Anthony Moose. How you guys doing? Hello. What's up? Oh, man. Anthony's been outdoing you on the hellos recently, Moose. Just uh, FYI. I, I, I didn't realize it was a competition. Everything's a competition. You this is fantasy oh, football. You didn't get the, the memo in the email? <laughs> I guess I didn't get the memo. Yeah, you didn't get the company memo? You didn't get the company memo? You got to read those, Moose. I'm drinking a, um, it's from Big Rock Brewery, another West Coast brewery. It's a Norwegian-style pale ale, delicious, 6.25%. Going to get a little uh, little riled up today. And it's called, it has a picture of a, a hippopotamus on it with hops as it's like back. And it's called a hop-pop-atomus, hop-pop-atomus, instead of a hip-eponymus. Referring to the hops of the beer. Big Daddy. It's delicious. Big Daddy. Heap, heap, heap up. Hip hop anonymous. Oh, the movie Big Daddy. Yeah, hip hip hop anonymous. You give him all the easy ones. <laughs> what a great, great movie. Scoop of Steve. So many. Um, what are you guys drinking? <laughs> Anthony, what what low calorie boring beer are you drinking today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I what, got another hundredth uh, Meridian. Hey, I haven't had a low cal in a while. Listen, you can have all the low cals you want, but. Uh, Get just different ones because yours are lame. Moose, what do you got? I'm drinking a Creamore wow. Springs again. Oh, yeah. repeat offender. <laughs> you Montreal it's... guys are such repeaters, man. You're like, you're buying, what are you buying? 55 packs of these things? Well, because I'm, all I'm, our freaking a case of beer. beers are freaking high percentage, and I got to work tomorrow, and I'm usually already drunk. Buy a variety pack every now and then. Like, just mix it, mix it up. Live a little. Live a little. That's all I'm saying. Lord. All right, guys, as you know, Monday night, I'm always working. Wait, wait, wait. no, no, no. Oh, I have fantasy advice for oh, okay. our listeners. Don't buy variety packs. Ooh. What? That's fantasy advice? Well, no, it's, it's just really advice really in general. <laughs> Life okay. advice. What's wrong with variety packs? You get mixed Because up. you always end up with like three garbage beers, and then they pile up, and then you have to give them to your guests. And it, You mean like a Bud Light Lime? It's embarrassing because they, they, the, they know it's the leftover from your variety pack. There's always someone who it's enjoys like a, the Rickards, weird ones. Rickards Blonde. You buy a it's variety like someone, pack of Rickards. You end up with the Rickards Blonde. It's like you someone who enjoys uh, black licorice. It's always somebody. Ugh. All right, guys. Um, let's talk about the exciting Seahawks versus Patriots game Sunday night. Because, of course, we record nighttime. So we didn't get to f- fully divulge and dissect that game. I want to hear from you guys. Um, it, it, a lot of stuff to... to Take away from that from a fantasy perspective, besides the game being super exciting. What did you guys think? Um, both QBs look fantastical. Yep. Um, Carson looks good again. Metcalf is a Carson. Beast. You mean Cam? Cam or Russell? Russell. Chris Carson. Chris Carson. Oh, Carson. Okay, sorry. What? You said both QBs thought, look good. You, you like, meant Carson. Carson I thought you meant Carson Wentz. Uh, okay, it's okay. okay. It's all right. And then uh, Lockett had another big performance. Actually, the receivers did super well for, um, well, did well for both teams. They each had three receivers in double-digit fantasy points. Is it correct that it was Julian Edelman's highest receiving yards ever? That's that's the stat that I heard. His 167 uh, I or whatever wouldn't, it was. I wouldn't disagree because he had 179 yards. 
Yeah, and I was really impressed. So Moose and I said sit Cam Newton this week with the caveat that, you know, he could go off, but we wanted to see him against a, a, a good team and a good defense. Jeez, man, we were wrong. So if you sat him, sorry, because what do you get? Thirty-five points in fantasy? Like, oh, I mean, I don't think smokes. I don't think we were in, I don't yeah. think we were entirely wrong. Like, there were parts in the game where he looked very questionable. I mean, when you get thirty-five then, points, you're wrong. When you <laughs> said to sit the guy, but and specifically, yeah, I said uh, specifically, I said he can't get two rushing TDs every week. But so far, he's got two rushing TDs every week, and it it looks like he's just walking into the end zone. Like, yeah. I guess because of the threat that he could pass or, or dump it off. But, you know, he's just he's in shotgun. He gets the ball and just kind of waltzes into the end zone. Except, of course, at the end of the game when he wasn't able to do it. They could have used that third rushing TD from him. I mean, he was moving so slowly. I think he just expected to the, 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 the seas to part and he would walk in. But So Cam Newton looks like a legit QB1 to me. You guys? Yeah, I'd say you can yeah. uh, play him. Week in, week out, unless he's playing like Pittsburgh or something, uh, a top uh, tier defense or the Baltimore Ravens, maybe you got to look out a little bit. But uh, I think you can start him most weeks. Moose, you still hesitant? Yeah, I'm still hesitant. I mean, I, if I had him, I'd start him. But like I said, there were moments in that game where he, he wasn't looking that great. But I mean, well, obviously, the, yeah. he, you know, he had the fantasy performance, and, and that's what you're looking for. So uh, for sure, sure the rushing helps him. Go for it if you have yeah. him. But uh, to like, me, I mean, look, he looked great. Like he was, his, his throwing motion is great. His he was accuracy was fantastic. And whether it's him or Bill Belichick, they're finding receivers. They were really finding receivers. Yeah, easily. So, and the the Seattle secondary is is decent. Oh yeah. So that's a big takeaway. Russell Jamal, is awesome. That's for sure. Jamal Adams a beast. Jamal yeah, Adams defense. is a nightmare for offenses. What else? Do you think um, people were too low on Julian Edelman? Pre-draft, uh, like preseason? I think, let's just put it this way. You're happy where you got him. Um, people just weren't sure about Cam Newton. Like, I'm pretty sure if everybody's like, it's the old Cam Newton, Edelman would have went higher. Hmm. Um, but now whoever picked Cam Newton late and whoever picked Edelman late is really happy. Yep. Wild. Anything sure. else on that, on that game? No. No? Okay. Nothing else fancy relevant. All right. Moving into Raiders-Saints, the Monday night game, which is currently in the fourth quarter. I got the game on pause because I want to watch the fourth quarter after. I uh, missed the first half of the game because I'm always working Monday night. So, guys, fill me in. What did I miss in the Raiders versus Saints? First three, three and a half quarters. Um, well, well, the Raiders mm-hmm. look pretty good. <laughs> well, it's just <laughs> one week. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Moose, you have something more in depth here? Well, I mean, Derek Carr didn't look so good to kick off the game. He got into a bit of a rhythm, and, you know, they really started going once they started getting the ball out to Darren Waller and, you know, having some good runs with Josh Jacob. And it looks like, clearly, like I was telling you guys before the podcast, John Gruden's a great coach. He knows his strengths of his team. And on offense, that happens to be Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, and they're just going to feed those guys a ton. And um, I like that as a Josh Jacobs owner that he's going to stick to the run. And to me, that means Jacobs is going to have a high floor because even if he's two yards per carry for the first half, he's going to still go back to him. And Darren Waller, whew, Moose, you've been on Darren Waller from the very beginning uh, before last season. And he looks great. Yep. The only, and the other notable thing, Drew Brees looks. Oh, oh! 
<laughs> they should get uh, like I don't know. A lot of people have picked them to be a Super Bowl contender. If he continues throwing the ball like underthrowing, overthrowing his receivers, even with Michael Thomas there, like they ain't going anywhere. Get ready for Taysom Hill time. Oh yes, no. And there's no, there's no. Well, first of all, it would be Jameis Winston that would get the nod. No. But there's Screw no James way. Winston. There's no Taysom way they're benching Hill. Drew Brees. You're not going to bench one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time for Jameis or Taysom Hill. No, he won't you're get benched. You're going to ride. You're, you're going to start seeing more packages with a Taysom Hill. That's for sure. Because Maybe. as the season goes on, Brees' arm is probably going to fall off. And listen, it's only week two, and uh, he was hobbling. He was hobbling around on the field already. Oh, was he? Because he's old. Yeah. <laughs> we already did it. We can't do it. I know. Um, but it's, it's so only week two. Give it some time. And no Michael Thomas tonight. Uh, listen, we were expecting Emmanuel Sanders to to go off. I was expecting Emmanuel Sanders to go off today. But it looked like the beginning, at least the first half, it was Traquan Smith. Um, what did you think about that? Well, I mean, uh, I'd hardly call it a going off. But he made a couple of good catches. Right. You're right. It's not going off. Yeah, and I think it, he involved other receivers because uh, Emmanuel Sanders had a drop. He was he got a penalty in the game too. Like he, I don't know, he just doesn't look like himself. And uh, I know Traquan dropped a couple balls too, but you know he's a big body. He's young. They want to they want him involved a lot more. Is Traquan worth a waiver pickup this week? If you have it, if he's a I'd say only if you have someone else who's a complete bust okay. to drop. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But we'll see if one of us put him as one of our guys to pick up. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, before we get into waiver, anything else on Saints Raiders? No. All I know is, unlike you, I am watching it while we are recording because I am down by 2.3 fantasy points to win my week in the dynasty so Kamara, you son of a bitch you better get me some points Jeez, settle down i'll get you the points you need um i just took a quick look next week is raiders patriots um and the saints are playing the packers so options there if you're looking for waiver wire pickups um uh, before we get into the full waiver wires are we ready for injury report Oh, yes. I'll rattle right. these off. Rattle it off for us, my man. Yeah, so I'm going to start with the 49ers. Um, Garoppolo with a high ankle sprain. He's out for at least a week, so week three. Might be back week four if his recovery goes well. Coleman is to, uh, Tevin Coleman is to miss multiple weeks with a knee injury. Uh, Mostert, MCL knee sprain, out for at least this week as well. Um, Kittle, there's no update yet. He has a knee sprain. Um, no, no, they said I he's get... playing next week. Oh, they said he's th- this week or next week? Week three uh, week or week three. four? Week three. He's playing week three. Okay. That's what they said. I didn't see that, but hopefully it's true for you Kittle owners. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to move on to Denver. So I don't think anybody was starting Drew Locke, but Drew Locke will miss some time up to three to five weeks. And uh, Cortland Sutton, torn knee, out for season. So you can drop him. You don't, like, don't put him on your IR. He's not coming back unless you have him in Dynasty. Um, And then some of the notable ones, the big ones, two guys that went at the top of your drafts, Saquon Barkley, 
torn ACL, done for season. Oof. Um, Christian so McCaffrey sad. out four to six weeks. So, yeah, you guys are not happy right now. Like, the, the people nope. that drafted them early in the draft, like, you guys are, like, they're screwed. Like, Anthony, what, what if you were hypothetically in a 10-team uh, league? Um, you know, that you started, uh, you got a mixed bag of people in the league there and, uh, you're the commissioner of the league as well. Yeah. And you drafted Saquon Barkley and George Kittle as your, your first two picks in the draft. How, how would you feel? How would you feel right now? You'd probably feel depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. wanting to cry. Yeah. But, um, if you listen to us, especially on the waiver wire episodes, we'll certainly help your team. Okay, great, because uh, that's me, guys. That's my situation. <laughs> but continue. Oh. continue well, I don't there, really want to help you, so uh, <laughs> you can leave when we give our analysis. Um, yeah. Um, Devontae Adams' injury, not serious. Um, so he is probably good to go for this week. Terod Taylor, um, with his chest injury, I think it's still up in the air. He could play week three. But most likely, I think it'll be safe to play him week four. But I think most of you aren't playing him anyways. Don't rush to pick up Herbert. Um, Godwin will play week three. Chris Godwin, that is, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Michael Thomas still out. And A.J. Brown, there's no update yet. But it looks like he'll miss this week too, at least. And Sterling Shepard will be out for a while as well. Uh, did I miss anyone, guys? I mean, yes, but, you know, we can't go an hour long with the injury report because it, that was the craziest week two for injuries I've ever seen. Josh Hill, yeah, tight end, New would, Orleans Saints, injured. I would just say uh, Paris Campbell out indefinitely. Oh, yes. Yeah. Out indefinitely, yes. Um, some options there to pick up on the waiver, but we'll get into that. Crazy. And the San Francisco D. So if you own the San Francisco defense, maybe they're yeah they're they hurting. lost two yeah. guys, Solomon and um, Bosa. What's the other guy? Bosa. Bosa. Yeah. Nick Bosa. Oof. Absolutely nuts. Anyways, it it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good. Like I hate seeing injuries. It's a tough game, but I have to think that it has something to do with the shortened training camp, the fact that you know there was a quarantine for COVID for a bit, and you know players. Not every player has a a personalized gym in their in their place. You know these guys are. They're not all making forty million a year, and they're not all living at their permanent residence. You know they bounce around based on uh, where they're playing. So they might I'm just not a big part of it. Might is, not be as fit. I'm saying a big part of it is no preseason. Yeah, and that's that could be yeah. a factor. Something they have to look at because this was crazy. I mean, you're Anyways. going from fifty to seventy five percent contact into a hundred and ten percent contact. You need that preseason just to go in, play for a quarter, get your body used to being bounced around. You yeah, know. and it would be interesting to see. I wonder if the teams that didn't do like really intense scrimmages are the ones that are announcing injuries. Like uh, the Rams on Hard Knocks made sure to do two full out scrimmages, and you know, so far they're so so good. So I don't know if there's a correlation, but anyways, it's it's sad. But that's what we're here for. If you guys have injuries, you're pretty much if you're playing fantasy football, you're guaranteed to have an injury on your team, and we're here to help you and guide you to a fantasy championship, regardless of who you lost. I lost Saquon Barkley for the year. I lost George Kittle for a couple weeks. I'm still planning on winning that league. So let's get into waivers. You guys ready for it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
All right. So we're going to start with, with QBs and maybe less waivers than they are streamers this week. So what we're really going to offer is our top QB streamer of the week. And we're looking usually for QBs that are available on the waiver wire to pick up. Again, streaming is the term given to uh, changing your position based on matchups from week to week or, you know, a couple weeks in a row. Um, and if you're confused by any fantasy football terminology, we still have a terminology episode up on our podcast. Go check it out. Uh, let's start with Anthony, your QB streamer of the week. Um, my QB streamer is going to be Ryan Tannehill. Um, Great call. He's playing the. He's playing at the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings defense, we know, is struggling hard. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to want to slot him in and. Like his first two weeks, he didn't have the toughest matchups. He played Denver week one and Jacksonville week two, but he was able to produce 19, just over 19 fantasy points week one and 26.7 fantasy points in week two. And that was without AJ Brown. Yes. So he has plenty of targets. He has Adam Humphreys. He has um, Corey Davis. He's got John Smith. Uh, Derek Henry, of course, is a beast. So I would say put him in. He's going to do well. I like that call. Yeah, Minnesota's been horrible. Oh, and, yeah. All right, settle down. Don't ruin it for I have it on pause. <laughs> uh, Anthony's watching the game, of course. Um, Minnesota just doesn't look as – they're not – the purple jerseys are not as intimidating when their defense sucks. Like they need that, <laughs> that hardcore defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they have a great defense, it's like, all right, these purple jerseys are serious, you know, but without them, it's like, oh, the Vikings are in town. All right. Moose, who's your QB streamer of the week? Um, Philip Rivers. Oh, no. You're going with Philip Rivers? Oh, boy. <laughs> Who are they against? The Jets? Oh, they're against the Jets. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> against the Jets. And, it, and hold on. Hold on. And hold on. This is a two part. If he hasn't already been picked up, Gardner Minshew. Uh, yes. We told you to pick up Gardner Minshew last yeah. week, and we were wary about the Titans' defense, but he was still great. Um, and we, we said pick up Gardner Minshew as potentially season-long quarterback. Playing on Thursday night football. He is. All right. I like Tannehill. I like Minshew. And uh, Philip Rivers, I guess I can get behind Philip Rivers against the Jets. Um, I'm going to go. If those are taken, guys, I'm going to go Joe Burrow. Against the Philadelphia Eagles, um, if he's available, he's probably taken in quite a few leagues. But uh, Philadelphia is just a mess right now, and uh, lost their own two, and they've had uh, both offenses run all over them. And Burrow's been nothing but excellent. I think he's going to get better week to week. If Burrow is taken in your leagues, then I'm willing to offer up Mitchell Trubisky versus the Atlanta Falcons because. Every Atlanta Falcons game has been a shootout so far, and it's going to continue to be all season, and their defense is not very good. So I think Trubisky could be a streamer this week. Those are those are my picks. Any arguments well, there, boys? Well, do I have to give two now? I, uh, our r- rules and regulations is one QB. Well, uh, just because Burrow might be taken in a lot of leagues. Like, let's watch. Jesus, Murphy. And I said yeah, Philip yeah, Rivers. I'm, I'm sticking with Tannehill. <laughs> Okay, and I just to be clear, this is only if you're streaming your quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. We're clear. We're clear on that. All right, let's move to tight end. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go, again, tight ends, we're mainly looking at streamers. Maybe there's waiver wire permanent pickups, but, you know, um, 
right now what's available is looking more like streamers. So my number one for this week, I, I got to go back to Mike Harji Gesicki versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars have been playing well, but their defense is not great, and especially their secondary is is weak. So Gesicki looks like the only option for Ryan Fitzpatrick in Miami right now. Devontae Parker got injured again. Preston Williams was bad. Gesicki looked great last week. I would stream him if he's available against the Jags this week. Moose, let's go to you. A streaming tight ends? Streaming tight ends, my man. Uh, I I would go with Logan Thomas. Ooh, okay. Washington. The Washington, Washington's Roman numeral two. Exactly. He's had two uh, pretty productive weeks. So if you're, uh, you know, if you're stuck at tight end, maybe he's uh, he's worth taking. I mean, Dwayne Haskins uh, needs to check down to somebody when he's not thrown to McLaren. And who are they against this week? Remind me. Do we have that? Washington, Washington's. Uh, we do Washington, have that. They just played Philly. The Washington Washingtons are playing. The beach to it, Cleveland Browns. They're playing so the Cleveland better. Browns. Decent defense, the Cleveland Browns. But usually the tight ends always find a way. Tight ends find a way if they're decent. Anthony, who is your tight end streamer of the week, my man? Hmm. This is oh, really out of my. Yeah, uh, because I had a couple guys here, but this is very unlikely for me. I can't stand Dallas, but um, I think I'm going to have to go with Dalton Schultz. You're going with the uh, Schultzy? Yeah, he got uh, he ten, looked great. He got targeted ten times last game, um, and he received nine of them for 88 yards and a touchdown. Um, they're playing Seattle. Are you okay? <clears throat> Yeah, you know, <laughs> you got a frog uh, in your throat. <laughs> a frog in my throat, but um, okay. no, I think he'll do well against Seattle. Um, like this is really if you're desperate, if you have a tight end that is underperformed, and you really want to just change it up because you went with a guy uh, two weeks in a row. But uh, Dalton Schultz is the guy. So you. I would be. I think anybody on Dallas again targeting high-powered offenses is always a great strategy. I would agree with you, Anthony, on most weeks, but and this could be my Hayden Hurst bias. When Hayden Hurst went up against them, Jamal Adams covered Hayden Hurst quite a bit and shut him down. Is Jamal Adams going to be covering Schultz? Probably not. He'll probably move over no, to cover like CeeDee Lamb or such something. such a great but, receiving yeah. core that uh, I think Schultz will get open. It's quite possible. It's quite possible. So it's, it might be worth the risk. Might get in for a TD. That'll, that's what you want from your tight end. That's all you need. Um, and then honorable mention that I'm going to give is to uh, my sneaky of the weekie last week. Uh Moelle Cox, if he's playing, um, or Jack Doyle, whoever's playing the Jets, I would I would play. You know, if if Philip Rivers is the streamer of the week, then one of those tight ends, whoever's playing, is going to be eaten up. So he's honorable mention for me. Anything else on tight ends, gentlemen? No. All right, moving right along. Let's get to the nitty gritty. So now we're talking we're talking true waiver wire pickups here. We're going to go running backs first. Um, Moose, I'm going to look to you to start. Um, so with all the injuries that are going on, you know, people are going to need some running backs to pick up. Who are your waiver wire pickups for running back? Hit us with, we want to go one at a time. Or we want to go two. We go two. Do, your, do two. Well, I mean, do, I can do the two, two most obvious ones. I mean, right now, Mike Davis and Deion Lewis are looking like prime candidates as backups to uh, Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. Um, if James Robinson hasn't been picked up, he's someone you might want to look into. 
Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, easy. You're going to name all of them? You're going to name all of them? Like, pick your two. If you want to go with the obvious, go with the obvious. But let us uh, give ours. All right, I'll go with the obvious then. (laughs) So I I don't like Dan Lewis that much because I think the Giants just suck. Like, you got to look at the offense um, behind or in front of the running back, and uh, the Giants aren't very good. Um, But Mike Davis, definitely a potential pickup. He's going to be... An RB1 again. Carolina is not great, but they don't have a lot of options. So he's he's probably going to get volume. Um, whereas Dylan Lewis, I'm not sure if Wayne Gallman is going to steal some. But yeah, I will is. be wary for all of you people who want to pick up Mike Davis and think like, oh, he's going to be he's going to be pretty good. They're playing the Chargers this week, so I don't think he's startable because the Chargers have a they have proven to be a very good defense. They shut down Clyde Edwards-Alaire this week, um, and they shut down Joe Mixon in week one. So, but I'd be wary of that. All just to look at the the week two performance, Mike Davis got most of his points from uh, from his receptions. Fair. Um, he didn't really run too much, so I I'm thinking they might use another guy uh, to be the running down back. Um, I don't know who that is. Um, and yeah, with we'll the Giants, deep. just quickly, Gallman was the guy last year. Right. With uh, one other guy. So don't be upset if Deion Lewis doesn't do as good as you think and Gallman takes some of it. I I, I think those are the obvious picks because like, people will be desperate to cover themselves uh, from their injuries. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you might want to listen good to points. some of the other ones. So who do you All got, right. Dave? I'm going to hit uh, Darrell Henderson Jr. for the Los Angeles Rams. Um you know, we talked about Malcolm Brown before. We told you guys to sit him this week. And, you know, he did the same thing last last year. Malcolm Brown was had one good week, but the Rams moved away from him uh, for look when they were looking for a girly replacement. And it looks like they're moving away from him again. And they drafted Darrell Henderson after already having Brown on the roster. And they drafted Akers after already having, having Malcolm Brown on the roster. So I don't think the Rams believe in him um, to be their lead guy. So, and with Akers out, a potential oh, yeah, out, because that's another injury. Him. Akers is injured. Uh, we don't know how serious. I think Darrell Henderson Jr. is worth the wave wire pickup. He was great last week. So, he'd be my number one. And my number two would be Chase Edmonds. If Chase Edmonds is available, um, it's more of a streamer option, but they're playing the Detroit Lions this week. I don't think Detroit is very good. Um, and Kenyon Drake's been just okay. And Chase Edmonds has been seeing a lot of action. So, I think that he's a potential pickup for you um especially this week against lines those are mine nice. um i have a i have a third one that well we mentioned it yesterday but i think it's it's pretty big maybe a gamble jarek mckinnon well let anthony go maybe that was anthony's anthony already went <laughs> no, no he didn't. i have not gone <laughs> i don't oh, know how well. many beers you've had <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I heard you um, going off about he wasn't, one running of mine. Backs. he wasn't one of mine, but um, yeah, uh, definitely a good pickup. Jerick McKinnon's yeah. actually, I checked off Jerick McKinnon on my list thinking that someone mentioned him, but no, well, I thought, we spoke I thought about him was going to mention him. That's yeah. why I didn't have it on mine, but he was mentioned yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, it was kind of difficult. Um, I looked in a few of my leagues and then talked to some other people. It seems like Joshua Kelly is still available oh, in a bunch of that? leagues. Who's that, Anthony? Yeah, shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, keep going. <laughs> um, unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately for me being an Eckler owner, uh, Joshua Kelly is getting a lot of 
touches. Um, so I would pick him up because he's getting a lot of work, even with Eckler there. So he would definitely be a, a better option, in my opinion, for uh, a replacement to Saquon or Christian McCaffrey temporarily because he's been productive as this, the RB2 over there. Yeah, he strikes me as relevant. Moose, would you say he's relevant? Joshua Kelly? Yeah. Uh, I would say he's very relevant. I'd say he's very um, relevant. I don't know. Anthony, would you concur that he's at I would this say point if relevant? You, if you are in a situation where you you need a running back, uh, <laughs> Joshua Kelly is very relevant. Very relevant. <laughs> yeah. We're with Josh. We're messing with him, Anthony, because preseason he said he's irrelevant. But <laughs> it's okay. We, we all make mistakes. Well, I think like, telling you to, like telling you to sit Cam Newton last week. But, you know, Anthony did say Patrick Laird would be a relevant back in Miami and yet to be determined, but he's probably going to be right. Yeah, and certainly he was, so far he's right about Jordan Howard sucking, that's for sure. Howard! But, yeah, just to finish up with Kelly, he had 12, uh, in half-point PPR, he had 12 points week one, 12.3 points week two. That is good for an RB2. You can definitely stick him in your flex. He could break out and get a touchdown. And then my second one will be Chris Thompson. I know we had talked him up uh, for everyone's drafts because uh, Fournette leaving Jacksonville. Um, Clearly, James Robinson is the number one guy in Jacksonville. But Chris Thompson is the receiving back. And I think once Jacksonville gets more comfortable in the offense and as the season goes on, uh, Chris Thompson will be a bigger factor in games uh, this past week. He did get his receiving touchdown, uh, ended up with 10 fantasy points. I think now that they're playing Miami this week, I think it could be a good move for you. So welcome to my, I don't know. I I, I think that's a bit, I think that's a bit of the old, uh, if you're in a pinch draft, Theo Riddick. (laughs) Yeah. The Chronicles uh, of Theo Riddick. He's healthy. And if like, if there's not too much on your waiver wire, I think Chris Thompson could be good to get you a touchdown against Miami. I think because of the matchup. Yeah. It's the Dolphins. Plus, the mustache will find you. If you're open, the mustache is going to find you. Um, Anthony, why don't you roll right into our wide receivers? Roll into our wide receivers. Okay. My first pick is Adam Humphreys. A.J. Brown, like I mentioned earlier, is going to most likely miss this game and maybe two games, the next two games. So Adam Humphreys, the slot receiver, the past two weeks, he's actually been productive, whereas the year before, he was non-existent. So I like that they're including him in the offense now. Um, he got he got targeted six times this past week, and I believe around the same the week before. And he's being and he's caught two touchdowns uh, each week. So definitely got to pick him up. He's a safe pick. He's not that uh, guy that's going to, you know, have a freak week and get you 15 or 20 points. But uh, if you need a solid uh, early double digit uh, performance, he's the guy for you. And yeah, we were talking about this earlier in the episode um, and even before. I'm thinking. I don't know. I, I was thinking Traquan Smith, you got to pick him up with Thomas being out multiple weeks. Yeah, you were, eh? Yeah. Well, I think, Dave, you had mentioned him first, but I had him on my list. And I liked him last year. Didn't show too much last year, but 
for me, I think it's time to put him on your team. Let him. You might be able to play him this uh, this upcoming week. Uh, Thomas is still out, and he, they seem to trust him more than Emmanuel Sanders. So, go with Traquan. Trust in Traquan. All right, so Humphreys and Traquan, potential waiver wire pickups. Moose, who you got? I've only got one this week. Uh, if you're picking up a wide receiver, I think you should try to target Russell Gage. Oh yeah, I like yeah, that one. he was on my list. Tell us why. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Julio Jones had a bit of an underwhelming performance on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He looks to be, you know, maybe he has a little, little bit of an injury in his ankle. He might be slowing down. Um, Calvin Ridley is sucking up. Um, sorry, he has a hamstring? I think it might be hamstring, yeah. A hamstring or ankle, but, you know, either way, he's hobbling. Um, so Julio Jones is uh, slowing down. Calvin Ridley's taken up uh, some of the spotlight, and uh, Russell Gage is stepping in. He even had him in at the Wildcat, and had Julio Jones caught that pass, you know, it would have been yeah. <laughs> another four points for him or more. Um, I agree with that 100%, Moose. And they're playing Chicago this this week, and uh, the Bears have a good defense. But I feel like if they're smart, they'll target Calvin Ridley and try to shut Calvin Ridley down, hoping Julio is hobbled. And then Russell frees up Russell Gage to to eat uh, with that Atlanta. Like Atlanta's gonna throw the ball like crazy, as we've been saying. So I think that's a good good option. Love it. So just the one moose, just just Russell Gage. You're confident in Russell Gage. He's your number one. Well, it's not like uh, you can't always have uh, gems on the waiver wire. So this week, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking if you're gonna pick up a waiver wire wide receiver, it's Russell Gage. All right, and I'll go with um, – I'll steal some ideas from you guys, to be honest. And we're going to go either uh, Zach Pascal or Michael Pittman Jr. Um, versus the New York Jets because anybody playing the Jets is good. And if you saw T.Y. Hilton last week, he had five targets, only three receptions. Michael Pittman actually out-targeted him and uh, out-received him last week, which is not a good sign for T.Y. Hilton. Uh, and, of course, Paris Campbell's out. So – the Colts are looking for somebody, and it can't always be Mo Ali Cox. So uh, take your bets. Is it going to be Zach Pascal or is it going to be Michael Pittman Jr.? And uh, grab one of them to, uh, definitely to play against the Jets this week. I would like to hear you make the call because people don't want to know if they have both options to pick up. they got to take one of them. Well, my call will and always be Michael Pittman Jr. because I've been high on go. him since the beginning. And uh, he's the more talented of the two wide receivers. Yes, he's younger, but he's big. Uh, he can go up and get get contested catches, which we we said most of Philip Rivers' balls are contested. So I would go with Michael Pittman Jr. Um, and then the other one is is one that Moose mentioned early on, and I think Anthony, you've mentioned as well, Lavisca Chanel Jr. Um, if he's still available, definitely worthwhile a worthwhile pickup. Gardner Minshew is awesome, and they're playing the Dolphins this week. So enough said. Enough said. Any other honorable mentions for you guys? Nah, I'm good. Good? Oh, well, that about does it for waiver wires. And uh, we're going to go now into previewing the Thursday night football matchup between the aforementioned Miami Dolphins versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, What do you guys think? I mean, like, we, we got Fitzmagic versus the Mustache. I think it's going to be a high-scoring match. Um, What do you think in terms of start-sit here, and, and how do you think it's going to play out? Um... Start Minshew, start DJ Chark. Um, another 
I guess you could say he's an honorable mention is Keelan Cole because two weeks in a row he's been in the double digits. But like I said, that that Jacksonville offense, you never know outside of DJ Chark who's going to get the ball. It seems like Keelan Cole has secured himself as the number two, but I guess we'll wait to see how week three goes. But he's an option too. Um, James Robinson looked good week two, so start him at running back. And he shouldn't be available on any waiver wires, but if he is, pick him up. And, um, yeah, you're not starting anyone from Miami. Maybe maybe Mike for And the... maybe you could stream Ryan Fitzpatrick this week if you're oh, desperate. And I mean, Devontae Parker has been looking good. He was hurt last week, and he still did pretty well. Did well, but he left the game, right? He left the game, but I believe he did come back. Crazy. He uh, was hamstring hamstrings are horrible very nagging nagging injuries moose any thoughts on miami jacksonville i mean that that pretty much sums it up uh start jacksonville sit dolphins (laughs) the whole team start jacksonville sit dolphins yeah indeed i think it's gonna be a pretty high scoring game i think fitz magic is a streaming option if you're desperate against jacksonville and the i'm i'm curious to see how dj chark does this week what i'm really looking for because he's been out produced by and out targeted each of the first two weeks by Keelan Cole, LaVisca Chanel, like wh- whoever it is, he hasn't been the leading guy. So what I really want to see this week as a DJ Chark owner is he gets the most targets. He's the most targeted against a, a, a bad team in Miami Dolphins. If he's not, then I might start to get worried um, as DJ Chark for a wide receiver one or wide receiver two option. And yeah, I'd be worried. And I'm looking, I'm looking for the mustache to just go off and dominate this week. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. All right, so that pretty much covers it. I think Moose said it best. Start Jacksonville, sit Miami. <laughs> we for um, yeah, and uh, we forgot uh, to discuss this before we started the episode, but we oh, do goodness. have a a listener question. Oh, bring it in. Yes, 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 yes. So this comes from Don underscore Curleone on Instagram. Um, he has a trade offer, so he will be going two and zero in his league. Number one in his league. Um, his opponent is offering him Lamar Jackson and Juju Smith-Schuster. And they want him to give up Kyler Murray and DK Metcalf. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So Murray and Metcalf. You're giving up Murray and Metcalf to receive yep. Jackson and Juju. Lamar Jackson and Juju. You know, wow. What do you guys think? Moose, any thoughts on it? Uh, I, I just, I don't really understand the point of the trade. Right. I mean, I, I think, you know, it would might benefit him to get Juju. Probably he gets targeted more often, but Big Ben's health is at risk. DK Metcalf, huge playability with Russell Wilson. I, I think you, I think you want to keep DK. Yeah. I, I, I... Let's pretty much what this is is the guy who was offered him the trade was unhappy with his Juju and Lamar Jackson performance week two. Lamar Jackson, like I said on yesterday's episode, only had 17 points. You expect more from him, and Juju didn't do as well as he did week one. Those weeks will happen, guys. So, like, for his opponent, I don't know who his opponent is, if he's listening to the episode or whatever, but, like, you don't need to freak out. Like, Kyler Murray and DK Metcalf will have those weeks, too. DK Metcalf is 
like, yeah, he, he's played well the first two weeks, but he's a big play guy. Like, Tyler Lockett is the main guy there. There will be some weeks where DK Metcalf is non-existent. And the same thing, Kyler Murray is in his second season in the NFL. He's going to make mistakes. There will be games when he plays more difficult opponents where he'll throw an interception or fumble when he gets hit on a run or something. So uh, if you're 2-0 in your league, you're number one, don't trade your guys. Stick with what you got. It, I think that's that's sage advice. Yeah, like there's no need, there's yeah. no need for it. And to me, to me, it came down. I, I was really thinking like, because I'm a Kyler Murray truther, as you know, I, I drafted him last year as my QB in one of our main leagues, and I got him again this year. And I really believe he could end up the QB one. He's my pick for QB one overall. Um, so I see him and Lamar. Like I know Lamar was like, if you if you presented this trade preseason before there was a game you might be like oh yeah i'll do that trade but you know the way kyler's shown that he can run the ball and and, and that offense nah, i'm not i'm not trading kyler and and then it comes down to dk versus juju and like you guys said dk's got the big playability sure juju's uh, you know uh on a revamped pittsburgh offense with big ben there but anything can happen and deontay johnson is out targeting Juju on yeah. Pittsburgh, just saying. But also, yeah, they got they got a great receiving core in Pittsburgh, so I think they're going to spread the ball around, and you're going to get those weeks from Juju because of that. Yeah. And I think it's just pretty much Lockett and Metcalf in Seattle. I know... Uh, and they're uh, six, they're 600 tight ends. What's the other ends. guy? Moore? I forget his first name. David Moore. David Moore. How could you forget David? <laughs> he, he's been, he had an incredible catch uh, last night, but um, he's okay. It's, it's between the two guys. And so Russell's I would say, cooking. He clearly looks to... To get DK a touchdown yeah. every week, like he's clearly looking for a long bomb to DK. So, exactly. So yeah, I'd I'd, I'd hold true, hold true. You're in first place. Yeah, great question, guys. Last thing before we sign off is I want to take a quick gander at the schedule for next week, the NFL Week Three schedule. Just refresh your memories, rejog your memories, rejig. I think is the word. I messed that up. I think up. it's pronounced jogging. Jog. <laughs> it's Swedish. <laughs> Anchorman reference, nice Anthony. It's, it's shocking. I want, I want to hear what you guys are most looking forward to for next week, the game of the week for you guys. Actually, do we do this on Thursday? We can do it now. We can do it now. The game well, of the week. Game in case, week in case be, the Thursday one. It could be Thursday's game. It's not. But it could be. <laughs> uh, um, and there's I'm a lot go, of options this week. A lot of options. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Rams Buffalo. Rams Bills. I know that was one mm. on my list. That was number four on my list. So Anthony, good job. You hit number four. We'll see if Moose can hit the hot, one of the higher games. Moose, what what are you looking forward to? Um, Kansas City, Baltimore. I mean, amazing. it's hard. Yeah. That was number one on my list. I mean, hard not to go for Kansas City, Baltimore. Like that's yeah. come on. Or maybe two Titans Dallas, of the AFC. Dallas, Seattle could be good too. Oh man, Moose, that was number two on my list. You're killing it. You want to go for three? Try and guess number three on my list. Oh, geez. Number three. Yeah. Green Bay, New Orleans. Oh, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony is first. Number three on my list is is Green Bay, New Orleans. Um Yeah, but like those are cheap ones because what do you mean cheap? Kansas Kansas City, Baltimore, it's on Monday night. Everybody's gonna watch it. And Green it's Bay, Kansas Anthony, City, Baltimore. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anthony. Am I not allowed to look forward to certain games? <laughs> Yeah, but you know, like uh, everybody. Do I have watch to that. filter the games that I want to look forward to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony. I, I, I'm not going to say that. Can, can, you please, can you please provide me with the provisos <laughs> of what I need to have? Uh, quid pro quo. 
before let's I can pick. Yeah, look yeah, forward yeah. to let's a game. Let's all pick the Sunday night games. Most of the Sunday night games are going to be the games of the week hey, and the let, 4 o'clock games, too. Listen, listen. Kansas City, Baltimore Gee. could be playing on Wednesday at 2 a.m., and that would be my game of the week. Are you kidding me? The Ravens and Chiefs, AFC, come on. Yeah. Um, the only other one I have on the list is the Titans-Vikings. They were number five. I think that'll be exciting. Because both defenses have shown some uh, some cracks in their armor, so you don't, I think that you don't even want to see your team Pittsburgh versus Houston. Deshaun Watson. I didn't want to be a homer. I didn't want to be a homer. They you were number what? six. They're number Anthony, six Anthony, you are right. <laughs> I am looking forward to another game. It's uh, Cleveland Washington. Probably gonna have a real good nap. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> take your nap at one o'clock. Am I allowed, get ready for the am I allowed games. to pick that game as my favorite? game nap of, of the week <laughs> hey you don't you never know awesome your your oh, um haskins is uh is in that game so dwayne haskins dwayne haskins awesome Carol Listen, Baskins. <laughs> Carol Bas- oh man wow early covid quarantine reference okay. carol baskin forgot about it you got, i know because i know you guys don't watch dancing with the stars i don't Obviously watch it either not. but <laughs> I, I saw i saw this thing <laughs> Hold on. No, no, no. Listen, it's the craziest. I saw this thing. Okay. So apparently they invited Carol Baskin yes. onto Dancing with the Stars to I be a judge or something crazy like that. I don't know. Uh, but the family of her late husband, who they think was murdered by Carol did. Baskin, they took out an ad segment asking for justice. And at the end, at the end of the commercial, it's like their lawyer and the lawyer is just, it's the funniest thing in the world. He goes, we are looking for any information on the whereabouts of uh, Mr. Whatever his name is, or if Carol Baskin killed him. And then, the, and then the commercial what? just cuts. <laughs> that aired on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, because she was on it as a guest and they were upset Whoa. that she's getting like a celebrity status. So they took yeah, out a yeah. commercial to make awareness for the fact that they think that she murdered the the husband. She's a psychopath. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm only judging based on the Netflix show and what they were willing to show us and the direction that they chose, but uh she killed him 100%. 100%. Uh, <laughs> also, <laughs> while we're no on question. the subject, <laughs> while we're on the subject of Tiger King, rumor has it they're coming out with a TV series and Nicolas yes. Cage is yes. playing uh, the Tiger yes. King. You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> I rumor, I rumor Dave is it. usually the one correcting us with our swear words. <laughs> Dave dropped the F-bomb. Nick Holy Cage shit. playing the Tiger what's his, King. What's his name? Are you what's serious? The, what's his, yeah, but what's his name? What's the Tiger King guy's name? His I name's the Tiger King. Joe, Joe no, Exotic. No. Joe Exotic. Yeah, that, Joe that's Exotic, that's it. Nick Cage we, is Joe Exotic. Has it? Oh has somebody God. started calling Joe Burrow Joe Exotic yet? Can that just be our thing? <laughs> oh God! Is I Joe Burrow now Joe Exotic on the this, Bengals? On this... They're the Tigers. Oh my God! Exactly. It's yeah, it's not really a compliment though. Oh, but God, it's hilarious. It's so How has that not caught on? I guess people. I mean, kind if of you slap the mullet Tiger onto uh, Joe Burrow, he, he, oh, he, you know. In a couple of years, he could be Joe Exotic. If you put a blonde mullet and a you know a, a holster and a gun and a leather jacket on anybody, you'd be like, "Oh, that's a Tiger King." Well, that's you Joe just Exotic. need to put a leather jacket on Bill Belichick's son. Oh my goodness, that mullet <laughs> he does look like what him. a power mullet. He does look like him. <laughs> Holy smokes! 
All is. right. Well, this is the, my favorite end to any podcast episode we've ever done. Mine too. Uh, so they many exciting things. I, <laughs> Nick Cage. That's the perfect Joe Exotic. Are you kidding me? The fact that he's can be simultaneously a great actor and a horrible actor, and you're playing Joe Exotic, who's a horrible person and an exciting person at the same time. It's perfect. Oh, man, I can't wait to watch that. I'll look forward to it when we get quarantined again. That's awesome. Goodness gracious. Any parting words of wisdom, guys, for before people head into their week three waiver wire? No, I think that was good enough. Yeah, good enough. Yeah. Holy smokes. All right. Well, see you later, all you cool cats and kittens. Until <laughs> next time. I, I, have a, I have a final. I have a oh, final. Oh, you ruined oh, our sign-off. Jeez. <laughs> no, no, no. My final is please never sign off like that again. Uh, well, I thought it was pretty appropriate with the whole jokes. <laughs> oh, because of cats and kittens and the Tiger King? Yeah. That's Carol Baskin's greeting. That's Carol Baskin's famous oh, thing. It? Hi, all you cool cats and kittens. Jesus. Welcome Christ. to my She Had Her Own uh, YouTube thing. Go rewatch the thing. Let's just pretend none of that happened didn't and Dave we'll sign said, off again. Dave, you said you didn't watch it and you knew that. You watched I watched it the Tiger moves. King. No, I watched the Tiger oh. King. Like as soon as it came out. That was early quarantine. All right. We'll try it again. Uh, thanks for listening, all guys. Right. <laughs> and we'll go. See you next time, all you cool cats and kittens. Ciao. <laughs>